You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another episode of After The Jack. Um, you might notice a different voice this week uh, behind the mic. It's not Tyler Maher, it's Aiden Payne and it's nice to be with you. I'm joined by Ash Williamson as always and Brian Nisbet. Fellas, thanks for uh, your company today. Yeah, similarly dulcet tones though, Aiden. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for hopping on board this week uh, and uh, great to be here for another week of After The Jack, Brian. Certainly is, yeah. Welcome to the program, Aiden. Um, you're the man pressing the buttons now instead of Tyler. <laughs> well, Someone's got to do it, man. We'll, Someone's yeah. got to do it. We'll, but, be, um, we'll be comparing the ratings week on week to see, you know, whether Tyler or Aiden, you know, brings in the viewership. So he might be here next week, Brian. Yeah. Have you ever played bowls, Aiden? Oh, I only barefoot and with a few beers in hand, so. Well, that's a way to get into it, isn't it? I mean. I actually have a funny story. I don't want to take up too much time, but in year 12, um, a few of us boys would be on our, you have your, you know, your free period and we'd go out um, with our lawn bowls down at Waterville City Memorial. It was about oh, other side of the footy ground and we used to walk down there on our free period and we signed up to the uh, free membership and I remember them saying, oh, yeah, how old are you boys? And we all said we were 18. A few of us were still 17, so we had a free <laughs> pot and got a bowlers membership and, yeah, off we went. We played bowls every every week. That's that's handy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you show any promise? Oh, not really. No, holding up the bar as usual. That's it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a special guest this week, Brian. Yes, we have. Uh, yeah, welcome again, Aiden. Uh, we've got uh, the man who's made a re- miraculous recovery from a road accident a couple of years back, and he's um, one of the leading skippers in um, Division One in the Goulburn Valley. Um, he's been a bowler for a long time, but he had a bit of a break from the game, but a uh, great pleasure in um, welcoming back Peter Lasseur to the studio. Welcome, Peter. Thanks, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Ash. Hayden, very good to be back talking with you again. Well, you had an interesting start to your team, Tad Hilltop's Division 1 season, Peter. Quite impressive against East Shepherd, and who have lost a lot of players, but some of the players have stepped up and they've been more competitive than uh, a lot of people probably thought, and including myself. However disappointing you were this week against the giant killer Stano. Your only winning rink two was the one that uh, East Paul Newman against that lost to East uh, was Paul Newman's rink. They were the only ones who went down. This week he was the only one who won. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. Um, I guess we kind of went in against East Shep with a bit of confidence and... Um, We've, we're missing a few players out of our team this year with the Cartwrights moving away and I think, which is actually going to give other players a bit of an opportunity. And um, so we're going to be trying some other players out in other spots. But the, the good part about um, Paul Newman's rink was they, were, they knew what they did wrong against East Shep and they've turned it around the following week. And as far as um, stand-up's concerned, well, I played... Um, um, Timmy Hancock, yep, and he was he was on fire. He just got everything that he went for, and they we were just out bowl. Yeah, yep. and your rink performed well last season, and it's probably the only one that has not altered much this season. Yeah, the only difference in my rink of of uh, well, what my my young son Josh from lead up to second, 
and we've brought Angie Sarah across leading for me. That's right. But you've still got your trusty third, Jace Carter, and that's that's proved a really good combination the last couple of years. Still still sharing KFC together. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet, as he's affectionately known, as well as the, the Colonel. And that's uh, and that's all you want in a rink, mate, isn't it? Someone to share KFC with. Doesn't well, matter if he hits any drives or draws any shots, but it, if you can have a two-piece feed afterwards. It's it, it, I've always said if you get a, if you can get a rink that's compatible and you just all get along together, that's worth half a sh- half dozen shots in itself. Just yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, it is. Have a compatible rink. Look, we played um, Tad Hilltop in Division Two last week, East Shepparton, and I was most impressed with Seth. Tiros, I haven't seen him bowl before, but he was excellent as a skip against our rink, and um, I could have easily given him a 9 out of 10, but I'm a hard marker. I gave him 8 out of 10, and I believe there has to be a place for him in your, um, in your top side, surely. I don't know what his practice regime is, whether he, whether he doesn't practice or anything, but he, he's got a lovely delivery, and he was most impressive. On a good green over there, uh, tribute to Murray Stark. It runs 16 seconds, and we were all impressed with it, the East Shep Bowls. Yeah, well, young Steph, I was um, actually, I'm glad you brought him up because last Sunday, um, my son Josh and myself played Nick and Steph in the club pairs, and we actually jumped them when we were seven in front, and then we were level on the last end. Um, Steph bowled exceptionally well, and he's really matured as a as a bowler. And uh, shots that where last year he would have had a smack at it, he backed himself to draw on. And I, I think, yeah, he's, he'll definitely get a go in the, in the ones this year for sure. Yeah, and um, Nick's his father, and he's a handy bowler. He played third to Seth, and um, they finished up beating us by six shots. But um, and they they get on well, Dad and the son, and Dad's. Um, you're, play, you're playing with your son too, so it's a good... instructions, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it was a family affair and, and, like, Nick's a bit tied up with work so he's in and out at the moment, so he's doing the right thing. He's, he's saying, well, look, rather than take someone's spot, let somebody else have a run and, and I'll get in when I can. And, yeah. So, uh, just out of interest, who won the last end in the club pairs? We did. Okay, yeah, yeah so yeah, you yeah. would go on to the next round? Yeah, we go on to the next round, but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they actually, to their credit, we, like I said, we were seven in front, they got within two in front of us with three ends to go and then we were level last end. So, great, great game. Yeah, and um, just a couple of other bowlers that are coming through the ranks as well, Mitch Reeves and Tom Crawford. Can you tell us a little bit about them and um, the promise that they're showing on the greens as well? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I played in the um, GV Force with, yeah. with, with Mick. I filled in there and, yeah, he's another one. Um, he'll get a run for sure. He, he's, he's keen, practices as well. Um, Tommy Crawford, well, he went down to Ocean uh, Ocean Grove or down that way last year. Yep. But he's back again now. So, yeah, they're, they're all promising. Yep. Yeah, they, look, they played against us and and I was impressed with both. Uh, Minnie Minogue probably just beat uh, Mitch Reeves on the day, but Tom and I probably broke even. But we both we were both a bit inconsistent, I suppose. He's only a new bowler, but he put in some really good bowls. And then he'd have a couple of ends where he wasn't as good. But he's only he's on a learning curve, same as Mitch. And I think it's great to see the given uh, the young guys are having a game at Tad Hilltop. It's good for the future, Pete. I, I think it is for the club. Um, we're, with the, as I said, with the Cartwrights leaving, it's, it's, 
it's open it up for other people to have a bit of a bit of a chance, and it's up to them now. If they grab it with two hands and, and make the most of it, the, the future's looking good. And I think you you know you'd probably know as well. Maybe when you started bowls, the only way that or the best way that you can get better is by having those opportunities in the higher grades. So. You know, every Division One game or Division Two game that, that the likes of Seth Zeros or Mitch Reeves or Tom Crawford get, they're just going to improve that. Whether they their rent wins by thirty shots or loses by thirty, they're going to just gain something from it every game they they get up there. Exactly right. Like like even just on a personal level, like with my record moment, I'm trying to teach Angie Sarah as a leader. You don't necessarily have to get shot. No, you get two balls in the head, and then. Your second follows up or whatever, and, mm. and even my young young Josh is learning now that okay, if the leader doesn't get it, I've got to get there or mm. whatever. So, yeah, it's a learning curve for a lot of players at our club at the moment this year, and I think it'll be good. Yeah, um, obviously, Tad Hilltop did a really good job last year to um, to make the preliminary final. Um, you won the first final against Kai Abram. Um, where do you sort of see things this year? You mentioned your, the Cartwrights have moved on, Dave Townsend as well. Um, you're hoping to get back into that top four mix? We're hoping to. Um, I know it's around, well, what are we, around three or four, even yeah. though we've only played two games at the moment. So I, I, I'm not, we're not getting ahead of ourselves, but these next two weeks are going to be a good test. We've got chipped off this week, mm. then Kai the following week. So... We'll know where we are after those two weeks or two. What are you expecting from golf this weekend, Peter? Obviously, they had that pretty uh, uh, thrilling win bit over Kyra. Bit, bit of a grudge match, I suppose. We've yep. got Gary Russell there. With him, <laughs> then we'll have the Cartwrights the following week. So we've got two grudge matches, I suppose. But yeah, you know, the, hopefully we'll all fire up for it. Yeah. Any, um, any team news? Is there going to be any um, changes or force changes or anything like that? Any changes to your rink? Or? Well, I don't think so, no. I think... Um, I think the teams will probably stay the same. We, we were just out bowled last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can't, can't really take too much from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, sort of go- uh, golf and Kai look to be the two that will probably be close to the benchmarks. But um, where do you see sort of Tat Hilltop's improvement in terms of how they can try and bridge that gap between those stronger sides? What, what, what's the keys for them to show improvement this summer? I, I think our, these, bringing these young ones through. Yeah. Uh, we'll get better leads, better seconds. Um, you look at, at even Tally at the moment. Tally mm. haven't hit their peak. No. Yet. It's still early in the season. So, you know, I think we're we're still in the mix. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're definitely in the mix. And, Peter, while we um, – you've got a special uh, subject you want to touch on today. Uh, now, you've, you've been um, you've been the quiet – member of the uh, Hall of Fame, which uh, Dave Hardy, the late Dave Hardy and I kicked off. And then we, um, and you were originally on our panel and you had a bit of time off after your accident and everything. And then um, well, I seconded John John O'Donnell as well. But now you're back on and uh, we've lined up another person's in here today, Ashley Williamson. Um, so we'll have uh, a panel of four again. And... Mm. You want to um, bring up a player that should have been probably recognised earlier, but in um, Philip Puller yeah, uh, from Tatura. Yeah, I've got a, 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 thing, a photo here with him and I'll get behind to read it out in a minute. But um, I was probably put on the Hall of Fame because um, I knew a lot of the bowlers from back in the 1980s or whatever and I could I could tell you who, who was good back in those days and things. But... Um, We've got a guy in Tatura that played in the 1960s or whatever, uh, Philip Puller. And um, 
I want to put a challenge out to all the clubs out there that how many hidden champions have we got hidden at one mm. of the halls in our clubhouses that nobody talks about or knows about? We're talking about the bowlers that are bowling now, but what about the ones that are were the old club championships or, or named after some? Like we've got our pool of pairs named after this guy over at Tatura. Yeah. And read his resume out, Brian, because I, I, I must admit I wasn't aware of him. And, and Peter's a great historian, particularly yeah, Tatura, Tatura yeah. history and, and knows a lot. Of, and, and this is um, – tell us about Philip Puller. Well, Tat used to be the headquarters of mm. the bowls because yes. that's where all the honour boards the and that are. association honour boards Yeah, are, before yeah. they moved to Shep Park and now we've got the Hall of Fame out of East Shepparton. Yep. But uh, Philip Galloway Puller, the old master who passed away on March the 28th, nineteen. 62 at the age of 71 was Tatura Bowls Club's greatest player. And I don't think he's been surpassed since, even though Warby's come along. If we just look at his record of Goulburn Valley Bowling Association Champion of Champions, he won it six times. Yep. And club champion 18 times may never be equaled. He had a profound knowledge of the game of bowls and was at one time rated among the best bowls in Australia, being adept at every shot. A generous counsellor, he assisted many players, particularly in the correction of faults. A grand sportsman, he took his triumphs modestly and his defeats, which were few, gracefully. Educated at Geelong College, he was a head prefect in his final year and rode in the head of the river crew in 1909. A versatile sportsman, Phil, as he was popularly known, was a prominent footballer in the Goulburn Valley and also excelled at golf. He reminds me of Frank Sinelli at... Um, Nagambi, yeah. Nagambi, yeah. His father, James Puller, who was Chief Executive Officer in Australia of the Colonial Mutual Life Assurance Society Limited, introduced him to bowls at the early age of 11 years and he, shoot, and he soon sorry, showed great aptitude to the game. That's a young age to start yeah, back in yeah, those yeah. days. Yeah. He played his part in the administration of the Tura Bowling Club being president in 1934 and 1945 and serving in various other capacities. His club championships were won in 1922, 33, 35 to 37, 39 to 41 and 43 to 52, the last 10 in succession. He was, le- he was leading 30-17 in the 1953 final but went down 30-31 to Frank Stevenson. Ill health then precluded him from championship bowls until his comeback in 1960-61 season. Geez, that's a long format, 31 up. We're we're lucky to get to 25. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's a long game. Illness compelled him to forfeit in the quarterfinals of the Clump Championship in 1961. In his last ever championship match, played in the day of century heat, he defeated the reigning champion by drawing shot with his last bowl on three successive ends, with his opponent holding shots for each end. The feat, this feat performed at the age of 70 years, a fitting finale to a distinguished career, proved that the old master was still a champion. So he did that about a year before he died, because he died at 71, and he did that in that last that, championship that, game. Is that's correct, and you've got to bear in mind... That's with the old balls too, so yeah. not narrow yeah. balls. Yeah. Like the old, They'll yeah. turn and, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, look, I've seen, um, I've got a clip from the great Wally Sinclair and I'd love to get a copy of it. Um, when he played in the Waranga Northeast um, finals, 
of the singles. Um, he's playing a guy who played down at um, – he's got family at uh, Avenal now. Yeah. He played this guy and Wally, as we know, used to – he's the yep. best player I've seen. Yep. He, he could stand his bowls up and – Yep. And it was fantastic to see him play with the old bowls. So you know that that that's uh, that's a pretty formidable oh. record to consider for you know for Hall of Fame induction, and, and it's there. And, and that makes me wonder. Like you go to clubs and you've got your club events named after somebody, or you, even mm. the bowling green named after somebody, and you think to yourself, why? Like, yeah. What was that so special about that person? And, and yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Thanks. That, yeah. that club championship record. What was it? Six, Eight, 18. 18. That's. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, that's it's ten in a row. Well, Zadelli won twenty eight. Yeah, wow. <coughs> yeah, the Gamby. Yeah, in the Waranga Northeast. That's why he didn't qualify to go in because he never played in the uh, Golden Valley Bowls Association. Yeah. So yeah, and, this, um, and this guy's done it. He's done ten of them in a row. Yeah. So yeah. Ten yeah. champion. Yeah, and he yeah. won the champion of champion six times. Yeah, which yeah. has never been done. Yeah, no. ah, that's, that's brilliant. That's, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. Thanks very much for that, Peter. I, I, I hope all the clubs get on board with that too, because look, it's never too. It's never. We don't try and induct. We like to induct people while they're you know still playing, and or near the end of their careers. But um, hopefully, well, we've, we've been lucky because we've inducted Warby and Gene Ralston and Edna Harling. Dreamy Smith. Dreamy Smith. Wally Sinclair. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Wally, uh, Dreamy hasn't passed on. No. No, no. no but Wally passed on yeah. and so did um, the lady over at Joan, Joan Caldwell over at uh, Coabra. Mm, yep. So they're all inducted and they only probably live for another couple of years, two or three years. That's so right, yeah. It's been very pleasing, that aspect of it. But please all get on board and uh, get us some nominations in. I, I think we'll be struggling to get someone to beat Philip G. Puller. <laughs> and he's, you said he's uh, bought an orchard up there, Peter. I think he had an orchard in Tatura. In yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, all right. Well, should we maybe have a break and then we'll get into some reviews and previews of the pen and action? Sounds like a plan to me. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Well, yeah, we'll do a review of the midweek you pen do and one action. Then I'll do one if you like. Yep, rightio. We're back on air, Brian. So, Division 5, Round 4, Tuesday, November 8, after a pretty long break between midweek pen and obviously we had Cup Day last Tuesday, so weren't able to play then. The results that have come in at the moment, we've got. Avenal defeated Colburn Avon on the road, which is a good win over there. 39 shots to 30, 12 points to 2. East Shepherd and your mob, Brian, went over to Rushworth and had a good win. 49 shots to 32, 12 points to 2. Shepherd and Park, the only home winner at this stage. 35 shots to 28 over Marupna, 12 points to 2. No result in at this stage from Yaroa hosting Violet Town. Division 4, Brian, you got that up? Yep, I have. The Tura Hilltop. Peters Club 63.16, defeated Seymour 41-0, so that's a good win by Tad Hilltop. Uh, Alexandra 67, defeated Shepparton Park 51-16 zip. At Alex, Kai Abram 69, 14 points, defeated American 52 in the local derby. 
Eildon and Murchison, um, Murchison forfeited to Eildon, okay. which is disappointing. But um, yep. look, they made it plain and clear that they weren't going to travel. That they far. weren't going to travel, so that's the way the cookie crumbles. And East Shepherd and fifty five defeated Dookie fifty one. So East had a good day, yeah. except for our ones and twos. Yep, uh, moving on to Division 3. A couple of clean sweeps in this round today, up to round 6 there with the extra teams in this competition. Nagambi swept Marupna Golf 105-43, to too good at home. Namurka, too, also too good at home for Avenal, 106-38, so some lopsided results there. Kyabram also swept Girard at home, 82 shots to 51. Um, Seymour VRI, far too good for Shepherd and Golf, 96-56, but Shep Golf did pick up a rink there. Uh, Shepparton Park, in the close one for the round, uh, went to East Shepparton and won 76 shots to 64. 13-3, Brian. Yes. Um, Division 2? Division 2, Shepparton Golf 90 in the match of the day. Defeated Kyabram 57-16 zip. I thought that would have been a lot closer. Yeah. Um, but the golf is strong right through... Um, Weekend ad midweek, as everyone knows. Shep Park, 74. Defeated by Tally Groupner, 77. Four points to 12. Yeah. Um, one rink they won. Trevor Serafini had a big win against Heath Matthews, which was the difference there. So, well done to Tally for sneaking over the line. Yes, and Stanhope, 72. Defeated East Shepherd and my team by one shot. But I'd like to say our rink got up by five. Terry Rowe, <laughs> who bowled exceptionally well. And, um, yeah, it was a team effort. But Stan Hope, that's their number one side, and they're going to be pretty competitive um, on their showing today. On a 15-second green, the green was good at Stan Hope, the little green. Marupna Golf, 93-16, defeated Seymour, 52-0. That's a bit of a shock result in a way. Yeah, I don't know how um, Seymour's sort of going. Obviously, one of their greens was ruined in the flood. So in terms of their practising and getting yeah. sites to travel and things like that, um, which we'll touch on as well in the Div 1 results. But, um, yeah, they might be sort of struggling a little bit for availability. That's a big loss because the Marupna Golf lost uh, Jan Doherty, Elsie Gale yeah. and um, yep. and Val Patterson, to name a few. I think there's a few others not even there. So that's a good result for them. Yep. Tad Hill top 55, defeated by Marupna 68-214. Okay, and uh, in Division 1, uh, looking at the first result at Rushworth today, they defeated Seymour, which is a big result, 74-62. They only won one rink. Laurie Nicholson's rink was the hero there, 31-14 over Max Hammond to offset uh, rink victories in the other two to Seymour. Graham Flint defeated Bruce Wooten 26-23. And Ian Eichfuss, 22-20 over Gene Sprague. But well done to Rushworth. Big win at home there. No result at this stage in the Aroa Tat Hilltop game. Peter, do you know whether the... No, no I'm not no. sure. No. Um, Shep Golf, and this is a bit of a surprise as well, swept uh, Kyabram 82-54, 16 points to nil. And in the close one of the round, well, there was two close ones, but um, this was tied all day. East Shepparton at home, uh, led at halftime by four shots, but uh, Shepparton Park reeled them in in the second half, 72 shots to 62. So 10 the difference, 14-2. Uh, Mark Thorne, good win over Stacey Collier, 25-21. Graham Myers over Lynn Barber, 26-15. Graham Barber did manage to get some spoils for East Shepparton, 26-21. But uh, always a good win over there, Brian, for Shep Park. Oh, yeah. Over I, at East Shep. I thought East would win, actually, at home on the... 
on their quicker carpet. You know, yep. it's running a couple of seconds faster than what each than Shep Park's carpet is. But um, obviously a few in that side for Shep Park played there on Saturday as well in the Division 1 Saturday pennant, so yeah, maybe that's, that yeah. boded well for them. Yeah, Ernie Salvamini um, would endorse those comments. Paul that, Warren, Mark Thorne, yeah, yeah they yeah. quite a few. Yeah. All right, do we want to review from Saturday just gone, Brian? Yeah, review of weekend pennant Saturday, November the 5th in Division 7. Uh, in the match of the round, Eildon upset my top pick, Alex, by one shot. Rushy thrashed Avil and Violet Town were too good for Seymour. Uh, in Division 6, good wins to three away sides in Marupna, Yay and Park over Shep Golf, Stanhope and Kai, respectively. Dookie saluted at home against Sharoa. In Division 5, Alex, in the match of the round, defeated Merrigan by one shot in a thriller at Merrigan. In another nail by the Dookie beat Merch by four at Murchison. Other winners were Eildon, Colbo and Tad Hilltop over Marupna Golf, VR, Rye and East. In Division 4, in the match around, Park went down to Kai by three shots at home. East won two rinks in their loss to Tad Hilltop away. VR, Rye were too good for Seymour in the um, local derby at VR, Rye. And Yaroa by 49 over newly promoted Tully at Yaroa. Mm-hmm. Division three, two matches decided by two shots. Marupna down to Park at home and the Gamby down to Stanhope, also at home. Rushy by 25 away at Chip Golf and Seymour whitewashing the Gamby by 49 at Avenal. Big result for Stanhope, I think, they're winning, going over to Nagambi and winning by a couple of shots. They would have been pretty happy on the drive home, I'd imagine. Yeah, and Seymour um, played uh, Nagambi at Avenal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so because they have only got one green yeah. that they can use, so they're going to have to juggle that for a while. Yeah, I think, I think. it's a synthetic. They've got four rinks on it. Yes. That are playable. Yep. Division 2, Marupna Gold suffered their second successive big loss going down at Strong Shepparton and uh, Golf yeah. by 69 shots at Tatura Bowling Club. Kai can thank Phil Denham's rink for his 36-14 win over Gavin Flanagan. So Good to give you a mention, Gavin, under <laughs> sad circumstances, mate. <laughs> For this two-shot victory, with Park winning the other three rinks. Last year's Division 1 side, Yaroa lost to Tally, um, who were Division 3 Premiers last season by 23, and Tad Hilltop were convincing winners by 29 over the visitors, East Shepherd and three rinks to one. Yeah, I think Shep Park would be really disappointed. Obviously, a golden opportunity to... To knock off Kyabram, who you know we think is going to be really strong, just with the added depth that they've got from their top grade filtering through, um, and to win three rinks and not come away with the overall, it's always disappointing. And um, yeah, I think it would have really set up their season well to have two two wins to start the year. So uh, well done to Phil Denham's rink and sticking in there all, all afternoon. And as you know, you only need one rink, Brian, to to do the job for you. That's right. Division one, uh, Shep Golf were. Uh, Led by new coach Brett Foley's rink, their only winner against Kai. Big win over David Cartwright's rink. Helped them prevail by four shots. Kyabram won the other three rinks, which um, I'm no doubt we'll touch on in the in the preview. It would have given them a lot of confidence, Brian, but um, one rink was the, the letdown for them. Yeah, that's for sure. East would, uh, were good against Park, and uh, I played in this game. They were actually three shots up overall. Um, there was two rinks well up and two rinks well down for each side, um, so it was quite close overall. Um, and Josh Warren's rink managed to come back against Alan Houston to sort of um, help the overall. And in the end, East Shepherd and 
Uh, sorry, Shep Park won by 14 overall, but they split the rinks, which East would have been really happy with at home. Marupna got a point against Tally um, for drawing a rink. Uh, Tally won by 29 in an improved showing after losing the Kai in the first game of the season. And as we've touched on with our guest, Peter Lasseur, uh, Stanhope uh, saluted at home against Tad Hilltop by 16 shots, winning three rinks, which is a big result for Stanhope going forward, Brian. Yeah, big result for Stanhope. Look, I, m- I mentioned last week or in one of the other programs that they, every year they upset a couple of teams. Normally it's Kai Abram. Um, Particularly at home. Shepparton at home or um, Park. Yep. Yeah, and look, they, they do play with a lot more confidence at home, particularly, you know, so, and they're introducing some younger bowlers as well, Peter, which you would have always seen. Always have been. That's the thing with Stanhope. In all the years I've played bowls, they've always had someone young coming through. Yeah. And we played on the little green over there, and, yeah, they, they handled it a lot better than us. Yep. yep. How did it run, Peter? Pretty good? Good, good. Yeah, it was good today, the little yeah. green too. Yeah. Now, um, give um, a... Give a um, pat on the back to Butch Stokes, who played against. We played against his rink today, and um, he's a good black Butch, and um, he's he's doing a very good job yeah. on those rinks since whilst he left. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do we make, gentlemen, of the first couple of rounds in the Division One um, in the Alamathson Shield? What are our thoughts? Oh, look, I think um, probably it's 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 been true to form at the top end. I think you know the the Kai golf result, although Kai would would have been fairly disappointed. I think it shows that those two are probably the benchmark just in terms of their overall depth. Yep. Um, you know, go- golf um, seemed to find a way in these these closer results. And look, you know, they've still got Brad Orr to come back in and no doubt they'll keep tinkering with their rinks. And I noticed Kai's made a couple of changes, which we'll touch on in the previews as well. Um, so look, it's only early days. People are still trying, and Kai have had that many come in. Yeah, that they're still probably trying to settle their combinations a bit. And that's a big thing that Brett Foley was saying on Sunday was that. You know, we're not overly impressed with that performance. Yes, mm. we got the win, and but you know, we lost three ranks and able to win one. We've still got plenty of room for improvement. Yeah, um, have you found it, yeah, Peter? Yeah, in exactly. terms of and and as I touched on before, like we've only really played two games, mm. yeah. so it's still like an early early start of the season. You know, how have you found the I guess the delayed start and, and having to deal with you know the inclement yeah, weather? I, and I found it difficult else. because. You're sort of pumped up, ready to go. Mm. Then you you're not playing. Then you've yep. got to pump yourself up again. And yeah, it's um and look, yeah. I, I guess too, like um, for sides that have brought in new players, or you know, players might have gone out, and you know that you've got a new mix to have to sort of wait to see how everyone goes and see how the combinations go. I think it's sort of um, you're waiting patiently and you just want to get into it. And no doubt, you know, all the sides that have got a, a bit of a new mix want to try and t- try as many different combinations as they can. But, you know, we're only two rounds in, so it's been a bit of a delayed start. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, let's hope we don't have any more washouts or um Well, there's or talk heat of outs. some, yeah. some yeah. rain coming this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be on the cards. And then we've got the Vic Open following. We we don't want any rain before the Vic Open because the greens are just starting. So Hilltop's good. I don't know about Tat, I Tat, imagine that's pretty good. good. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Stanhope. 
and Shep Golf's supposed to be pretty good for the, yeah. the 60 and over pairs tomorrow. And it, it, there's always we just a, want to be able to get on the grass. Well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, will you play on the grass this week, Ash, or not? Yes, I think we will. Yeah, look, um, we've been able to get Can't on. Stan and, Hope. Yeah, yeah. Get, we've been able to get on and prepare. And um, you know, touch wood, no rain. Um, you know, we'll be able to have a good week of practice on them and actually get on there and cut them and roll them and do everything that needs to be done. Um, which we haven't been able to do with the range. I was going to say, uh, you've pr- maybe touched on it in other episodes, but what's the practice been like? Because, yeah, it sounds like you haven't had a chance. Well, I guess we're in a fortunate position at Park that we've got the undercover green that we can sort of always go under. And, um, you know, uh, but uh, other clubs aren't as lucky. And, you know, I know Tally are really struggling. They haven't been able to get on their grass greens and quite a n- number of their members are social members at Park. So they come over and have a role at our place. Um because they haven't been able to get on the grass. And Pete, at, obviously, at Hilltop, your grass greens are always immaculate, but not if you can't cut them and roll them. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The week we played Shep, uh, East Shep, we couldn't get on our greens to practice that week. So, yeah, it's, it's, it makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good that you can transfer. All the clubs have been... East Shep hosted another couple of clubs over there. The Kai Twos played undercover. Yep. And um, you went over there and played outside and... It's fantastic. The clubs are all. It's the same in the Murray, yeah. where Toker Mall and Baruga have hosted other clubs. Yamerka couldn't play. Yamerka Town and Yamerka Golf, whose greens are still struggling. Yeah, they'll probably have to play away for a, some time yet. I think in times yeah. like these, you know, other clubs are considerate of you know what the situation's been. Well, and if, they, if you didn't do it, you wouldn't get the round done. No, no that's you right. Wouldn't. No, it's yeah. been it's been great that the clubs are all getting on board. Murchison and Colbo came in and played at least one day. Yep. At least they got a game in. Yeah. So that's right. I feel a bit for Eildon and that where they've only played one game, I think. Yep. In um, the midweek pennant for the season. Yep. Yeah, and it's hard. The washouts and then forfeits and uh, yep. yeah. makes it hard. Um, did you want to preview Tuesday pennant for the yep. upcoming week or do you want to do the weekend preview? Nah, we'll do the big week. We'll break right. it up a bit. You go, yep. Righto, and you can come in with selections, Ash yep. and Peter, if you want to, yeah, following this. Um, midweek, Division 5, November the 15th. After this, and the following week, there'll be a break for the Vic Open. <laughs> Avenal <laughs> <Again>. host Park. <laughs> And I'm going to go for Avonall at home. Yeah, I think they're always a tough side at home. East play Violet Town. I'm going for Violet Town. Yeah, I think they've been really strong in that division so far this year. So Marupna host Rushworth. I'm going to go for Marupna. Yep, at home, yep. And Colbo at home against Yaroa. Oh, Colbo, their form's been a little up and down, but um, I'll back them in to bounce back. Division 4, Dookie play Tad Hilltop. I'm going for Dookie at yeah. home. Yeah, they're always strong, yep. Park versus Eildon, Park at home. Yeah, half, t- hard road trip for Eildon, so park at home for me. Merch first east, I'm going for Merch on their grass. Well, it'll be interesting because they obviously didn't play last week, or oh, today, sorry, um, so whether they can um, cope with such a long break between games, yeah, it'll be hard. Yeah, and East had a win, so they'll be a bit I'll, confident. I'll go east. Righto. Seymour hosts Kai Abram, I'm going for Kai Abram. Yeah. I've got a feeling it'll be at Kai. Yeah, yeah, if the game gets moved, I'll go for Kai Abram. Merrigan host Alexandra, I'm going for Alex. Yeah, Alex have been fairly strong home and away, so I'll go for them. In Division 3, Yaroa play Nagambi. I'm going to go for Nagambi in an upset at Yaroa. Yeah, I think I'll back Yaroa in on their grass at home. Avenal play Shepherd and Golf uh, at Avenal. Avenal at home, I think they play their greens really well. Yeah, I do too. VRI host Kai Abram, I'm going for Kai. 
I'll go VRI. American Golf Play East. Marupna Golf, I should say. American play, Golf. Play East. Marupna Golf, Play East. Shepard, I'm going for Marupna Golf. Yeah, they've, they've been really strong this year so far. And Park host Yamurka. I'll go for Alan Rogers, Yamurka. Yeah, Yamurka would be the benchmark, I think. Now, Division 2, Marupna play Shepard and Golf. I'm going to go for uh, Shep Golf. Yeah, Golf will be too strong. Too Tally, Tally hosts Marupna Golf. I'll go for Tally. Yeah, Tally's just sort of starting to hit their straps, I think, in the in the first year in the midweek comp, so I think they'll be too good. And uh, I'm going to go for Tad Hilltop to beat Seymour on today's results. Yeah, I think um, you know, Seymour, I probably thought they'd be a little bit um, higher up so far, but I think um, Tad Hilltop should get the job done. Kai hosts Stanhope. I'm going to go for Kai in a close one. Stanhope, quite impressive. Yeah, today. I'm going to back Stanhope in. I think they're building momentum nicely. And East host uh, Park. East Park at she- East. At East. I'll go for East. So will I. Division 1. Division 1. Now, Peter can come in here. He knows all these Division 1 bowlers. Park are hosting Rushworth. Oh, I think I'm going to go for park. I'll go park. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they play grass or carpet. But um, I think you know Park did a good job today to win over at East Shepherd, and I think they'll be too strong. Yep, you agree. Yeah, I'll go park. Seymour yep. play Shepherd and golf. Um, I'm going to go for Shep golf. Yeah. A big win today. This will probably be at golf or Av- it could be at Avenal. Who knows? If, if this is at Seymour, I reckon they, they might get the job done. They might use the four greens on the yeah. synthetic. And, you know, they did win a, um, two of the rings today. It was only one that let them down. So yeah. they're pretty solid with Robbie Baldwin, Max Hammond, Graham Flint, those types in there. So oh, yeah. they could definitely cause an upset at home if it's at home. Yeah, if it's on the carpet, you give them a chance. I'd give them a chance on the carpet, yep. Tad Hilltop host East. I'm going to go for East. Yeah, I think um, East got pretty close to Shep Park today. I think, you know, they've they've certainly got um, the players there, the, the talent to, to take it up to Tad Hilltop. Who's your pick, Pete? Oh, I've got to go, I want to play a game, so I've got to go for Tad Hilltop. <laughs> good, you, good to be loyal. Kai Abram hosts Euroa, and I'm going to go for Kai, even though they, they lost today. I think they'll be too strong for Euroa, who won Division 2 last too season. Too much firepower for me, yeah, Kai, for Kai. me. Yeah. All right, we'll get into the weekend preview for this weekend and then we'll wrap it up. Division 7, some good games this week. We've got Violet Town third playing Alexandra fourth. Brian, your tip? I'm going to go for Violet Town. We've got Marupna in the match of the round. Avenal fifth playing Seymour sixth and Rushworth second playing Eildon first. Yeah, I'm going to pick Avenal over Seymour and Rushworth. I think Rushworth can beat Eildon at home. At home, yep. Uh, Division six, Shep Golf eighth versus Park seventh. Uh, Kai seventh, sorry, Golf eighth and Kai seventh. Who are you tipping? I'll go for Golf. Yep, Park first versus Dookie second in the match of the round. Park at home. Yeah, Lloyd Mawson's uh, pretty experienced down there in Division six, and he's going really well. So I'll go for Park as well. Yay third versus Marupna six. I think Yay will be too strong at home. Yay at home. And Yaroa fifth uh, hosting Stanhope fourth. Pretty tight one on the ladder. These two. Yaroa ran, sorry. Stanhope, fourth. Yeah, I'll go for Yaroa. I think Stan, I think Stanhope can go over there and cause a, an upset. Yep. Well, it wouldn't be an upset, but it's always no, hard to win. Yaroa going pretty well in the fours. Division five, Alexandra second versus Eildon fourth. Um, Alexandra. Yep, Bob Bengami will be down there, won't yeah, he? He'll be down there, Bob Me- Bobby. Mer- Merrigan seventh versus Dookie. 
Um, Merrigan. Yeah, I think I'm, I might back Dookie in for an upset over there. Marupna goal six against Colbo. Uh, Colbo. Yeah, Colbo's too strong for me. Tad Hill top fifth against Murchison eighth. Uh, I'll go for Murchison. I'm going to go Tad Hill top at home. VRI seventh against East. Uh, VRI. Okay, Division Four. Tad Hill top versus Urara in the match of the round. Uh, Division Four. Tad Hill top. Yeah, I'll go for Tad Hill top at home. Okay, East versus VRI. VRI. Tally versus Park. This is listed at Tally, but it could be moved. Park. Kai versus Seymour. Kai Abram. Okay, Division 3. Rushworth hosting Nagambi. I reckon this might be a tight one. I'm going to go Rushworth. We'll bring Pete in here too. Rushworth and Nagambi. Um, I'm going to go. It's at Rushy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, you'd have to go for Rushworth. Rushy at Rushy. Yep. Marupna versus Stanhope in the match of the round. I'm going to go Stanhope on the road. For me, heading to Marupna. Yeah. Um, Marupna only just lost to Park last week by a couple of shots. I'll go for Marupna at home. I'll go Marupna. Seymour hosting Shep Golf. I think Seymour's clearly the benchmark again in Division 3. I think they'll be too strong for golf. Yep, yep, Seymour. And Shep Park hosting Avenal. Um, they're coming off a good win at Marupna last week. I yeah. think Park will back up. Park will Park. win at home. Division 2, the top two sides clash uh, in the match of the round, and I think these two might be the top sides in Division 1 as well. Shep Golf hosting Kai Abram. Yeah, Shep Golf. I think golf's just got so much depth. You know, you look at some of the names in there, John Foley, jo- um, Neville Manton playing Division 2, Wayne Gribble. Paul Ledger. Paul Ledger. You know, they've got a lot of Division 1 premiership experience and guys who could probably play Division 1 at a lot of clubs. So I think golf will be too strong. Yep. Um, but mind you, Kai's got the likes of Noel Redrop and that playing in Division 2. This Rob Seedy. Kai's Division 2 team would nearly be a Division 1 team in yeah, yeah, true. a lot of like, other clubs. Like so. jo- Johnny Horsler was skipping in Division yeah. 1 last year yeah. and so was Noel Redrop and they're in the twos this year. Um, Shep Park hosting Tally. I think this will be an interesting game. Tally sort of um, is taking a while. Like they've play, only played two games, but I think it'll take them a while to take that step up from Div 3 to Div 2. I wouldn't be surprised if Park lands an upset at home here. Yeah, I'm going for Park. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just lean towards Park. Um, East Shepherd and hosting Marupna Golf. I think um, Marupna Golf has struggled the first couple of rounds, but I think they can maybe get a wrinkle or two off East at East here. I, I still think East will win overall. Yeah, I think we can on our carpet. I, hopefully, we're playing outside. I think we'll. Yeah, they they'll probably get a couple of rinks, but I think we can win overall. Yeah, if you play outside, you'll beat them, I think. Yep. Yes. And Yaroa hosting Tat Hilltop. Uh, yeah, Tat Hilltop. I think Tat Hilltop can beat Yaroa. I thought they they had a good win last week against us and uh, one rink won easily. That was uh, Boyd, he played third in that, Phil Boyd. Mm. Who was the skipper in that? Just to test your knowledge, mate. <laughs> I think um, I think Yaroa, you know, like they've still got Ken Sutcliffe skipping, they've got Bill Taylor, um, you know, Shane Drysdale. They've still got some good talent at that top end. Um, they sort of maybe fall away a little bit, and I think this game will be really, really close. I think they'll split the rinks, and I think Tad Hilltop might get over the line by yeah. you know, less than 10 shots. It was Tim Nile who skipped Tim that Nile. rink. They had a big win, and I'm going to go for it in an upset because you'd have to – Yaroa have to be favourite at home, but they're, they've been struggling. Yeah. 
Yeah, we normally like going to Urara because Urara greens are pretty similar to ours back in Tad anyway. So the pace. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll back Tad on top. All right, and Division One to finish off. We've got a Friday night game this week, Aiden. Yeah, all uh, all kicks off on Friday, mate. East Shep. Yeah, East Shep. Yeah, East Shepherd and hosting Tally Garupna at six pm start. Um, this will be this will be an interesting one. Look, East have impressed me the first two rounds. I know we spoke in the preview of the season and just the the sheer quantity of players that they lost. Um, we thought it was going to be hard for them, but you know, they did a really good job, took it up to Tad Hilltop in round one. They took two rinks off Shep Park last week, and I think they've gone in with a key plan, and I don't know with the night game whether they'll play undercover, but you know I think th- their goal is to play outside on the quicker greens and try and catch a few sides that maybe don't play there as much. Um, and it certainly worked against Park last week. A few of our players just didn't adjust to it at all, and Alan Houston had a really good win, um, and Ken Martin just set him up brilliantly as a lead. Paul Bell bowled really well, and then Daniel Nichols was a, a super sub. He was brought in late on in the piece and skipped a ring to victory against Jeff Boyle. Um, so, you know, I think if they can... If they are playing outside, I think that's probably their best chance to pick up a couple of rings. I think Tally will have too much depth overall. I reckon I'll be inside because the lights are yeah. superior. Yeah. I really do. And If that's the case, I think Tally could sweep them. Yeah, they could. Um, Daniel Nichols will is unavailable this Friday night. I don't know how many more games you play, but uh, Jack Spencer will be available. He's changed jobs. Okay. He's now working as a draftsman somewhere instead of at the Sherbourne. I, I made a comment, but I, I said, is he drafting cattle or is he <laughs> drafting for... Um, so he's ex Nagami, correct? Yeah, I played Yeah, I played third him in Division 1 down there in about three games in the second last season I was there, but he had a bit of a falling out over a few issues and uh, went to the Seymour Club and worked weekends. Yeah. Hasn't played for three seasons. So will he skip? He will skip eventually, I reckon. Yeah. And, um, and I've got that off one of the selectors. I won't mention his name, yeah. <laughs> but um, we're only talking about it this afternoon. And um, he'll be a he'll be a handy inclusion. He's he won't replace Daniel Nichols, but it, no. he'll be a, a handy substitute. And look, put it this way: I think um, Daniel Nichols was probably the main reason that his rink was able to win last week. Just his experience and being able to read the head and play some some different shots and things like that. Um, you know, his rink did a pretty good job around him, but um, having someone of his experience be able to come in with probably a limited preparation um, was handy for them last week. Um, do you think they can get a rink off Tally Bright? I reckon they'll get a rink. Yep. It's tally for me. Yeah, I'm going tally. Yeah, in, inside, I think Eastship would have a better better showing outside. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going tally. Um, all right, so um, everyone tipping tally there. Park v Stanhope. Now this has added a bit of interest to last weekend's result. I think um, you know Park. I spoke about last week. It's really crucial. The first three games we've we've ticked off Marupna. Ticked off East Shepherd, and this is really important for them to try and get off to a three and zero start and bank as many points early as possible. Because was it this game last season you guys dropped? It, it was at um, at Stanhope as well. Um, I think we won the return game yep. at our place, but they've always been a bit of a bogey side for us. And you know it's, um, the likes of um, Rob Ponton, Tim Hancock, they've got lots of experience. Ben Fletcher's having an opportunity to skip, but then they've also brought in the likes of Georgia Ponton, Hayley Hancock, some younger players as well. So. It'll be a different look for, for them again. Like, we haven't seen probably a lot of those players that have come in. Um, and we certainly can't take them lightly, I don't think. 
And Jamie Stokes uh, got a got a chance skipping last year. She's improved, and they've got Jenny Crilly back, who didn't play last season. Yeah. And she played some um, big shots today in, in their top side in Division 2 in midweek. Yeah. So I reckon they're stronger than last season. And look, um, I think probably the, the, the dropping the two rinks last week, as, as, as much as it's always good to win over at East, and it's sort of like maybe worth one and a half wins, because it's very hard to win over there, I think, it probably put wallpaper over a few cracks and we might have to tinker with some combinations a bit with the, particularly the two rinks that went down and, you know, Josh Warren's rink was down by I think 24 or 23 at one stage and so he really had to knuckle down to just to cut back and influence the overall. So whether they look for a change there to try and give him a bit more stability in the front end um, and then, you know, Jeff Boyle's rink really sort of battled all day. They were close enough but... Um, Daniel Nichols's class probably got him over the line and so whether they look at maybe changing those two rings up, I'm not sure. But um, the, th- the thing that impressed me with Stanhope last week were, were your Timmy Hancocks and, and the guys with the experience um, when you get into those 17, 18 ends, the championship ends, led the way. They, they, they got the whole team rallying and... And I think they'll play with a lot of confidence. Yeah, today, yeah, and then certainly, yeah. like um, we're expecting it to go right down to the wire, um, as it did last week against East Shep. So um, it'll be a good contest, and uh, the Shane Walsh Cup, we're calling it. So he's yeah. a, a, a played at both clubs. So hopefully, he can put it on a good show for yeah, us. Yeah, well, Jeff Mulcahy bowled well today in uh, midweek, and he's an underrated bowler. Well, see, he was skipping last. He's year. only he's playing second, second too. He's second, Jenny Crilly third. Yeah, I, I think it, who's the skipper there? Is it Tim? Tim Ancock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, yeah, Timmy. Yeah, yeah. I, well, Jenny Crilly didn't play last Saturday. No. Um, so she's so back. No, she she'll be back in. She'll yeah. be back this yeah, week. Yeah. She's going to play. Uh, I, I think Stan Open win a couple of rinks, but Shep Park by about 20 shots overall. Pete, who are you? It's at Park, Park so... Yeah. Probably I, on grass. I, I just lean towards Shep Park, I'd yeah. say, but it's not going to be easy. No, no, yeah. and we're not expecting it to be. Yeah. Tad Hilltop, your guys, you mentioned uh, earlier, hosting Shep Golf. Um, obviously, Shep Golf, uh, as Brett Foley alluded to, a bit to work on um, despite beating Kybram last week. Three rinks went down. We're probably expecting Brad Orr to be an in inclusion, so he'll help. <laughs> um, and your guys, Pete, looking to get back on the horse after the standout result. Yeah, this will be played up at Hilltop. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a good test. It'll be a good test for us to see exactly where we are now. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're expecting a hard game. Yeah, and look, what what do you think will be different about what Stanhope brought to the table compared to Shep Golf in terms of maybe the tactics and the game style and what you guys might have to do to try and take it well, up to them? Well, we know Shep Golf's a very up and about team. Um, we were probably a little bit quiet our, ourselves last week, so yep. we need to lift that ourselves and, and get, maybe get in their face a little bit more than them in our face. I think Shep Golf will adopt we are under Brett They'll adopt a game where they attack the kitty. Mm, yep. You watch those Friday night games there after the the Metro pennant. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I reckon yep. they'll attack the kitty. Yep. So I reckon you've got to you've got yep. to play an aggressive sort of game. Yep. Exactly. And, and if you get a few things going your way, you never know. And th- and that certainly suits your game style. You so and Jace. Your, oh, your rink. Yep. Particularly with Jason Carter playing third and a, and a bucket of KFC. Oh, yeah, yeah, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon Tad Hilltop will get a rink. Well, look, I think... But I can't um, see him beat them. Who, who do you think, um, you know, if Orr comes back in, someone's got to go down a skip. So they had Foley, Wayne Dagger, Alan Dove and 
John Gribble. So who? who I goes think down? Alan Dove might play third. Okay, yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah. Like I think Wayne Dagger is probably the one that they've pegged this year that they're really going to try and get to step up, and he's yeah. improved every year he since he's played. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's the one that they're putting on that upward trajectory, and maybe it is Alan Dove who you know did play skip and third a lot in Premier. So I'm sure he wouldn't mind playing third to Brad Orr. No, I no, I'd oh, no. <laughs> um, Shep goal for me, but I don't. I think um, Tap Hilltop can get a rink. Yeah, so do I. Last round, uh, last match of the round, Kyabram versus Marupna. Um, look, Kyabram were pretty a bit stiff last weekend. Uh, the, the one big rink loss on David Cartwright's rink, but I think they'll be far too strong for Marupna. I just um, I noticed that Kai have got a couple in. They've brought in Darren Boswood um, second in Cartwright's rink for Charlie Boswood, so father in, son out, um, and Jockey McInnes is back in third. Um, for I think it might be Connor Truen, so Noel Redrop goes back down to the twos. Um, Cartwright hasn't won his rink the first two games, and you know he's he's had some big moments and and um, big big results in in important games where it hasn't sort of gone his way. And I think he would have been bitterly disappointed um, to be that one rink that sort of cost him the overall. Not sure what. <sighs> You know, to drop the young bloke from your rink, I guess it's you know it's, it just sort of seems a bit of a an easy option for me. Like, and playing Marupna, who's going to be a totally different proposition to Shep Golf, I think it would have been good to just back him in for maybe one or two more and and um, give him an opportunity because I think the, obviously the pressure will probably be less this weekend than it would have been against Shep Golf, and I'm not sure it sends the right message dropping a, a young kid after a result like that when you know you you could have looked at any of the other three as well who are also in the ring. What are your thoughts? Oh, no, I would have persevered with him. I mean, everybody can have a – I know Jacob Jacob Brighton, who I've got a lot of – you know, he's going to be a great great little bowler. He already is, but he's playing for Mo Emma now. Yeah. He's champion last year at 12, club champion. He had he had a few ordinary games, yeah. but they never they didn't flick him. He might have played two ordinary games. Yeah, with for Jeff last year, his grandfather. But yeah, they didn't I, they didn't give him the flick. They yeah. persevered with him, which what you got to do. And I think yeah, and sorry, also, yeah. also I think when you go to another club, well, not that I've done it, but when you go to another club, I think there's a bit of added pressure on yourself, mm. and it might take a little bit to, to settle down. Even though the the kids. The Cartwright kids originally from Kyabram, mm. they've gone gone away and now they're coming back again, and they've got to they've got to get back in the mix again. You know what I mean? And they've got to fit in. Yes, yeah, yeah. So. And look, I think um, you know um, if he needs a bit, if the if a kid needs a bit more time in Division Two, that's fine. But obviously, we spoke to Glenn before the start of the season, and he mentioned the likes of the Boswoods and Josh Cartwright and Jacob Cartwright, who they were going to give an opportunity. And I just think after one big loss, and yes, it was an important loss. And you know, I just would have liked to have seen him maybe stick with him for a couple of But I'm not a selector at Kai, and that's, no, that's all well and good. But, but that, I just think uh, it's not a good look because no. they could come out this week and win their rink by 30 and go, oh, everything's all fine and dandy. But it sort of makes him look a little, little sca- a bit, bit of a scapegoat, and it doesn't sit comfortably with me. No, I agree with exactly. Um, I'll, I'll endorse your comments. There's I think they should have persevered with him. The, the, the scary thing that I, I see with Kyabram is you've got. You got so much depth mm, at Clarebon. Yeah. That if if you don't perform, 
we've got half a Division Two team ready to come up exactly. there. Exactly. So yeah, they've really got to got to perform. Yeah, yeah. and um, and and obviously, um, you know, we, we mentioned Noel Redrop, um, Chris you know, Pretty, yeah, Chris Pretty, Calvin Hubble, blokes that have played a lot of Division One bowls. So the pressure is going to be on for spots. Yep. Um, so, you know, no doubt they'll keep tinkering as the year goes but on. But young Charlie's a really good prospect. Yeah, and, and I hope, um, he's, I hope he, uh, him and really Jacob. Well. You know, the Jacob and Charlie are there to two. They're the two gun bowlers coming up over there, I believe. Yeah, and look, I hope he goes really well back in the twos this week and pushes yeah. his claim to get back in there. Yeah, and I hope old Toot, me mate over there, um, fires up. There's got to be someone get out to put in the players a run available, and um, I'm sure he'll fight his way back in. All right, well, um, we might wrap it up there, Aiden. Thanks for hosting for us this weekend. No, no dramas, mate. I don't feel like I did a hell of a lot, but um, <laughs> no, it was good to, to tune in and, and listen. You fellas obviously have a lot of knowledge on the sport, and for someone that's just kind of, you know, plugging in and, and trying to work out what's going on in terms of seconds on the rink and drawings and, and you know drawing it in and, and whatnot, as I, as I do when I listen talking to to Glenn Fields as I did at the weekend, and he was telling me, "Oh, that's you know all this." Uh, Oh, I mean, it, it's hard for me, but no, it's good to actually sit in and, and yeah, learn a little bit more. So, no, I've enjoyed it. You might have to take up another social membership at a club, mate, and get dip your toe in well, the water a bit I'll, further. I'm only just off the back of Shep Park, so you might see me down there. That's mate. all right. Yep. No, we'd be happy to have you. <laughs> thanks for Peter Lesur for coming in as well. Yeah. Always nice. a great supporter. And, uh, yeah, great thanks very much, Sir Peter. Me old mate, uh, me old partner in the Pairs in the Arms Championship for two years at Benigo. And we had a really good time over there, didn't we? Went out with Johnny Pasternak and his we, partner, we Yvette. And we found a great how's that meal we had, mate? We found, I was just going to say, tell them about the meal. meal. Come on, we we went to one of the pubs over at Bendigo, and they have the, it was, was the um oh the name of it now anyway the High Burnian yeah, in uh, Golden they Square. Have what they call the Hot Rock, where the steak comes out. On a hot rock. Yeah. And the idea is you slice a bit of steak and, and cook your bit of steak and, and eat it. Yeah. Well, Brian's hurrying into this steak and blood's pouring out of his... <laughs> and we said, you've got to cook it, Brian. Yeah. He, I'll tell you what, it wasn't bad, um, uncooked. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 did you eat the rock as well, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Pas- a- Johnny Pasternak wasted a good steak. He cut it up into about 40 pieces and ate it. Well done. I thought, what a waste. <laughs> Brian was still chasing his around on the rock. And when he went to the loo, he said, keep an eye on, he asked Peter to keep an eye on his meal case. I hopped in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we might leave it there. And uh, thanks again, Peter, for coming in. And no uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week, Brian. Yeah, we will. And uh, thanks, Aidan. And thanks very much, Peter. Well, and I've got good to go bowling to all. I've got to go pick up a bucket of KFC now for Jason on the way home. <laughs> All right, you've been listening to another episode of After the Jack, and we'll catch you all next week. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.